1: All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 1.33. My name is Reed Wilkins. I'll be in for Bob Stauffer this week as he is in Cologne, Germany. And then he'll be in Sweden later on in the week as uh, the Oilers are on their little European trip here. Exhibition game Wednesday. Against the Cologne Sharks, we'll have that one for you on 6.30, Chad. The puck will drop at 8 in the morning. We'll have a pregame show, breakfast with the Oilers starting at 7. And then Saturday's game from Sweden, the uh, face-off will be at 11 a.m. And we'll have a pregame show before that one as well. Next, Eskimos game is a week from today thanksgiving monday they'll visit the saskatchewan rough riders noon for the countdown to kick off the game will start at two uh, the uh, riders yesterday i gotta tell you montreal hung in there johnny manziel made some good plays but let's face it the riders are just flat out better than montreal and they were able to get it done in the end all right hockey really rolling here and the bakersfield condors getting to work they had a pretty good weekend pleased to be joined by their head coach jay woodcroft jay you're on with reed how are you doing all right, Jay. Jay, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, it was a little shaky there at first, but I think I think we got you. So we'll we'll keep rolling here. Hey, uh, you guys were able to beat Stockton three-one and four-three over the weekend. I know Mitch Callahan had a couple of goals uh, in, in one of the games. G- give me a sense of how you felt the team played, Jay. I thought it was
0: um, very two very competitive games. Uh, we asked our, our young guys here um, to give us everything that they had, um, had a real good week of practice. They were able to grasp a lot of the concepts that we were trying to um, implement and we asked them in the, the weekend games to show us what they had and let us uh, make make hard decisions come Monday. And. Uh, you know, that's where we're at as a coaching staff right now. We're just talking about um, where our team's at going into the regular season, which begins Friday.
1: All right. Well, thanks for uh, joining us in, in the middle of, of making some of these tough decisions, because obviously there there are a lot of guys still in camp for you there. Uh, I, I, I want to ask you about uh, a defenseman that, that you have on your roster who was here through about half a training camp for the Oilers, drafted just before the Oilers took Ethan Bear in 2015, and that's Caleb Jones. He was able to score a preseason goal. I know he uh, had a pretty good summer working out. He was challenged to, to come in in better shape, and, and from all accounts, uh, he met that Challenge. Uh, how is he? How did he do in these games? And uh, how has he been approaching the, the practices?
0: Well, I think uh, Caleb showed very well in both games. He was uh, he carried over his performance from rookie camp and main camp uh, down here Bakersfield. He's um, showed some real poise at the offensive blue line in these two exhibition games here against Stockton. Um, was active on the breakout. Uh, made some good reads. You know, he had some stuff that he's going to continue to work on defensively, things that need to be cleaned up in his game. But uh, overall, quite pleased with his performance this
1: weekend. Logan Day had a goal. And when I saw him play in uh, a couple of the rookie games, and uh, I think he got into one preseason game, he he, you're you're gonna have to fill me in a little bit here. Uh, you know, I know maybe he was a little more under the radar coming in, but he seems to have a, a pretty good offensive mind on him here. How, what would you say you've seen from Logan's game?
0: Well, Logan, first off, is a big kid. Uh, he's big and strong, and he has a real offensive uh, instinct about him. He's, a, he's active in rushes. He's involved in the offensive zone. Gets a shot through from the blue line. I think he was uh, one of the pleasant surprises at rookie camp and main camp as well. Um, he opened a lot of people's eyes and has carried that with him into Condors camp. He actually played in both games. I thought he was more effective in the second one than he was in the first. Um, he's he is in a good spot right now, and uh, you know we're looking forward to. His, seeing how he develops through the early part of the
1: season. Yeah, I, I enjoyed some of the plays he was able to make when when watching him, for sure, going to keep an eye on Logan Day. Can you update us, uh, Jay, on what's happening with your your goaltenders? Maybe tell us how you split it up over the weekend. And I know uh, Al Montoya has been, uh, I, know, I know Todd mentioned he has uh, a, a bit of a family issue to deal with, but do you expect him to be around the Condors pretty soon?
0: Yeah, we expect uh, Al to be uh, uh, the other two young kids that we have in camp are Stuart Skinner, Dylan Wells. Uh, both of them saw action um, on the weekend. There were two different types of games and, and both goalies showed well. We wanted to give each one a full game uh, to see where, where we were at. Um, they've made our decision process a, a difficult one and, and one where we're You know, we're still talking about it. Nothing has been decided just yet. Um, Our coaching staff's in meetings throughout the day today, Um, and we'll have something on that a a little bit later on uh, over the next few days. But um, both of them fared well, Um, and the big thing for us is that uh, each one of them was able to get the win.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that, and I thought for Skinner, I mean, look, we we see so little of them in, in the preseason or, or in the rookie games, uh, some inter-squad stuff. Uh, and I, I'll maybe get you to expand on this if you want to, Jay. I, I left rookie camp feeling like Stuart Skinner's a, a better goaltender than what we saw. And, I mean, maybe it was a little unfortunate for him. He had a couple... What I would consider down games at a time when a lot of people were watching him because he had such a great junior career, and obviously where the Oilers drafted him. There's there's a lot of hope he's going to have be a strong pro here.
0: Sure, and, and you know what I, I would say that uh, these guys are young young men. They're at the early, very early stages, uh, very early stages in their careers, and. Um, they're gonna have some ups and downs. And I think you know, the rookie camp and main camp was a good learning process for Stuart and for Dylan. Uh, it didn't go uh, you know hundred percent smoothly, but that's okay for these young boys to sort out some adversity early on in their careers and, and figure out ways to work through that and get better. Um, you know I, I think both both of them should feel very good about their camp this week here in Bakersfield. Both should feel good about their performance in the game. And like I said, they both found ways to win. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about goaltenders, that's a great quality to have is to find ways to win games. That's what uh, coaches and organizations love, and both of them were able to do that. They did their job in making our decisions tough here.
1: All right, Jay. Uh, give us a sense of what's coming up here for the rest of the week. The you got is it two home games this weekend?
0: Yes, uh, we had uh, obviously a very competitive camp over the last week or so. Today was a day off for the players. Coaches are in their meetings and getting things organized uh, for our week. We have three good days of practice uh, ahead, and then we play Friday, Saturday, and. Uh, You know, we expect this to be a very competitive division. We like our preseason, but that being said, we know there's lots of work to be done, and uh, we're looking forward to getting better uh, come practice tomorrow.
1: Jay, it's always great to catch up with you. I I know you're going to be on probably uh, most Mondays throughout the season with Bob, so I always look forward to those Condors update. Uh, A lot of promising guys to to keep an eye on, so uh, I know you're going to do a great job working with them. Thanks for checking in today, Jay.
0: I appreciate it, Reed. Have a good day.
1: That is Jay Woodcroft, the ho- the coach of the Bakersfield Condors in uh, the American Hockey League. So they got a couple wins, preseason wins over Stockton on the weekend. They play Stockton again on Friday and then another home game Saturday against San Jose. So hopefully they get off to a good start as you heard him say. I think the the phone cut out for a second there but they expect to get Al Montoya here uh, joining the team pretty soon. Dylan Wells and Stuart Skinner were the goaltenders over the weekend. Likely one of those guys will uh, wind up in the ECHL and then they'll move along from there. All right, it's 1.42, 14 and a half minutes left in the game between the Devils and SC Byrne. It is 2-1 for the Devils. And the baseball tiebreaker game in the bottom of the eighth, this is to decide the NL Central champion. Both these teams are in the playoffs. The Brewers lead the Cubs 3-1. That's in the bottom of the eighth at Wrigley. It is 1-43. We'll take a quick timeout. Happy to hear from you. We'll catch up on some of your techs. We'll get to this day in Oilers history. All ahead on Oilers Now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your admission Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Shed. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in. 146, Reed Wilkins sitting in for Stauffer this week. We will get daily hits from Bob. Over in Europe, Brendan Escott, the studio producer, well, and the producer of uh, Oilers Now. How long have you been here now, like two days? Three days? <laughs> uh, three weeks three now? Weeks. Three weeks. Oh, good. This, this might be was, week four, actually. Meet, so It was good to meet you this morning, actually. Yeah, that's great. That yeah. was nice. We've done well, considering. <laughs> Shane says on the text line, Hey, Reed, where is Shane Sterrett playing? Well, he's the emergency goaltender for the Oilers in Europe right now. Uh, I would think he's probably going to be an ECHL goalie most of the year. Sometimes goalies move back and forth between the EC and the A, but I would think that's uh, where he's going to wind up. But right now he is with the Oilers as the emergency goalie in Europe. Uh, this texture simply says, So what do you think? Will the Oilers destroy the German team? Uh, I would say the Oilers will be favored to win that game. That's how I would put that. Well, John Shannon was on the show, and what did he say? He wasn't surprised that SC Byrne was, was hanging in there against the Devils. Switzerland, one of the better leagues in Europe, and he said a, a faster-paced league, so they're more equipped to do better against an, an NHL team. I, I, I would I would consider the Oilers the favorites to beat Cologne. Let's just, I'm not going to make a, a score... And it's one of those, you know, again they blow them out, they're supposed to blow them out, it's a close game or they, or they lose, then oh my God, it's it's a disaster. But I, I would expect the Oilers to win. I don't know if it's going to be comfortable, but I would expect them to win. Uh, this texter says, are those Oilers games on TV? Yes, the games in Europe are televised uh, on Sportsnet. So you can still watch those and you can listen to them all on Ched. Uh... SAS Predator says, Reed, I have high hopes for the Oilers this season as the D pairings are looking more dependable with the extra year some of our younger guys have had. Well, I'll tell you what. I I worry about the, the defensive depth on the Oilers. I, I think Bear and Bouchard both have great potential. Bear has exceeded my expectations for the preseason, so that's good for him. But again, 82 games, the grind, playing, you know, experienced players, skilled players all season long, that's a totally different animal than playing in the preseason. I think Larson's going to bounce back to the guy he was a couple of years ago. Hopefully, Clefbaum is, is fine and all over that shoulder injury. If that hampers him, that's going to be a problem. Uh, hopefully, Nurse can can continue to to improve. We've talked a lot about how he's great at skating the puck up ice, pretty good on his own end. I think if Nurse adds a dimension to his game, and he did make a couple of good plays on offensive forays in the preseason, if he can get the puck into a dangerous area, right, or find a teammate following the play when he rushes it, or just take it to the net and try to jam one in himself or or draw a penalty. There was a play, I can't remember if it was Saturday or against the Canucks, but he made a really good rush. And he and he passed it in front, and the the pass got deflected, so it didn't go to who he was going. But it you know the puck bounced in the crease, and it created a bit of a scramble. So even he can start doing things like that. That's a step forward for Nurse. I think Russell and Benning are are you know good depth players. You you, you get what you're going to get most of the night, and then and then we'll see about who the sixth guy is. If they sign Garrison, well there's some experience. But remember, he really wasn't an NHLer last year. He only played eight games, and and then again, Baron Bouchard, both. Have good puck skills. I think they got to learn the defensive side of the game. You know, maybe uh, maybe you have some guys rotating in and out there. Uh, I I wouldn't say I, I'm probably I'm probably not as optimistic about that texture as the Oilers uh, uh, about the defense as that texture. But but I do think they're they'll have some guys having some bounce back seasons. I, I really think. I really think the Oilers are going to be better than last year. I actually think they will make the playoffs because I think there are some achievable uh, things that there are some achievable standards that will allow them to swing the goal differential more towards what you need to get into the playoffs, which is really you usually I mean usually you look at the standings at the end of every every year, the 16 playoff teams have a positive goal differential. Sometimes it's only plus 2 or 3, and then usually the teams out of the playoffs have a negative. I mean the Oilers went from what was it 57 power play goals to 31 <laughs> last year. Like it was shocking. I mean they could if they get back up, you know, 45 46, well there is another 15 goals for if the PK is a little better, if Talbot's a little better, then they swing some goal differential. Can they do it enough to be a you know a, a home ice team where you're in the top 8 or in the top 2 in your division? That to me is going to be a lot tougher. Uh, Jay Bueller says, doesn't Leon's dad coach the German team? He might be able to shut down his son. He knows the boys' weaknesses. Well, that's a fair concern. Fair concern. Rob from Evansburg texting the show. Well, what a treat this is. Someone from my old hometown. Says I was at the game on Saturday. Man, I think Calgary's gonna be good this year. That Dylan Dubé looked pretty good, and they were missing about five of their players. Should be a good battle of Alberta this year. Go oil. That is from Rob. You know, I, I've I've said that, Brendan, that I think the Flames and uh, I think the Sharks are gonna finish first in the Pacific. I think the Flames are going to finish second. Because they have some depth, they can clearly check, forecheck, check, get after the puck. You know, it's not just Giordano that can move the puck up the ice. They have a few guys that can do it. And Giordano made that great pass to Lindholm on that one goal, but they have guys who can get the puck up the ice. Um, and I know what I've said. That I think their flavors are going to be good. I either get people nodding at me saying, yeah, I think you're right, or I get, whoa, goaltending. Whoa, what a, okay, yeah, fair enough. If any team's goaltending goes down the crapper, they're they're not going to have a good season. And yes, with Mike Smith... You know, you get into your thirties, sure. Where's the year where it all drops off? He's had a pretty good career, though, Mike Smith. I mean, if you look at his his season-by-season season record, sure, a couple of off years. But I don't know if I... I don't know if I think it's, like, a certainty that, that this is the year. This is the year Mike Smith isn't a great goalie. Now, was, he, was Talbot the better goalie on Saturday? Absolutely. Did Smith let in any really bad ones? I, I wouldn't say that, just Talbot had... More shots, made the saves, and kept the Oilers in the game. But sure, I mean, if Smith has a below-average year, Flames aren't getting in. It's that simple. But I'm not, I'm just surprised, I guess I'm surprised I've talked to that many people who like act like it's a certainty that Smith is done. I, I I don't see that. And the two games in March, when the Flames beat the Oilers, he was the best player in both those games. But that'll be interesting to watch for sure. Uh, Yakishev says, hello, Reed. I find it more than just coincidence that orange haired Scott Hartnell retired and Gritty showed up. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Come on. That's a good one. Scott Hartnell from Lloydminster. And of course, I used to work there. He was uh, drafted. The first summer I, uh, I worked in Lloyd. i will try to get Scott on uh, one of our shows here next couple of weeks. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Book your winter group vacation package with New West Travel and receive free parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. Go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. All right. 1998. Drake Barahowski, Greg DeVries, and Eric Fischo traded to the Nashville Predators for Jim Dowd and Mikhail Stalenkov in what would not be considered one of the most significant trades in Oilers history. Fair to say? Couldn't agree more, yeah. Why are you giggling at these players? Because I don't know any of them you outside of Jim Dowd. <laughs> I'm familiar with all those players, <laughs> at least to some degree. You've got twenty years on me, though. Oh, that's true. I'm a more seasoned individual. That was uh, this day in Oilers history. I, wasn't this the day they retired Gretzky's number? You didn't go with that one. I thought I saw that today. Oh, not on my list of things you, you to prefer, pick from. You prefer? Well, you're allowed to come up with your own. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the more obscure, the better. Yeah, I know, but you know, I don't have the the gold mine of okay, Oilers history. We, okay, to dig this through. week. Here's your challenge for this week. I want only WHA-related this, this day in Oilers history items. You know, I work... All WHA era. My uh, my broadcast partner with the Crusaders, Ross Perkins, played for the Oilers in the WHA, so I'll have to pick his Are brain. we getting him on the show this week? I'm sure I can make a phone call if you'd like. Well, how do we not have an Oiler from the WHA on the show? We will, I'll, I'll make a phone call. Did he also play for the Cologne Sharks? That would also be appropriate. Uh, that's all right. Hey, thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Uh, Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer. I will be with you all week on Oilers now. Bob will be doing hits from Germany and then from Sweden. Dave Campbell will do inside sports tonight from 6 to 7.30. Morley Scott has the Eskimos Coaches Show. Jason Moss will be in to uh, break down that bummer of a game a couple nights ago against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, of course, the Eskimos fired special teams coach Corey McDermott. Tomorrow... Spec in studio. Mark Spector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta featuring live standard bred racing at Northlands Park every Friday evening and Saturday afternoon. Thanks to Brendan Escott, our studio producer. Thanks to everybody who texted in and, well, Chris from Phoenix called in. That was incredible. And happy birthday, Chris from Victoria. One more time. Happy 50th, buddy. Uh, we got the afternoon news coming up next. Thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. See ya.